Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey everybody, this is John once again, and I am pleased to be sitting with my colleagues Bill Nichols and Bob Hickey for the second Sketch Podcast. How you doing tonight, guys? Doing pretty good, John. How you doing? I am doing extremely well. And tonight we're going to talk about a whole variety of things, but the first thing we wanted to get to uh, with San Diego just recently ending was conventions and um, how we as a group deal with conventions for sketch and um, how important we think conventions are to the overall idea of being a creator. You want to take this one, Bill? Want me to talk? No, you talk. Oh, thanks. Um, (laughs) Conventions are very important. I mean, we've been doing them. I've been doing them for 20 plus years. I was doing conventions before I had Blue Line as a retailer and as a as a wannabe artist, an artist. And then uh, I, as I created Blue Line, I started doing a lot more conventions. So they are important. There's several aspects of a conventions that can tie up time, finances, um, a lot involved. I mean, I met both of you guys at conventions. So, you know, the networking's there. Meeting you know, people is good. But uh, I just, I question um, which you know, which is more valuable? Is your time creating more valuable or doing shows? Which, like a San Diego con, it's a five-day show. By the time you set up and fly out, you're you're tied up for seven days. So, well, I think the conventions are. I mean, it's it, they're they're important in that you get to meet other people that you have maybe corresponded with, and, and there's a face to aspect of it. Just like when we went to Chicago a couple of years ago. And so many people gave us positive feedback on Sketch, and you know it's almost like, almost like being a rock star. It was awesome. Yeah, it really was awesome. So, um, and a lot of you know different people that we had interviewed, I got the chance to meet them in person instead of just you know through email or whatever. So, right. You know that face-to-face thing is 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 important. Plus, it gets you out there and and it puts a personality and a face to that personality that people only know through um, other media. Well, let's kind of look at conventions as a promotional tool. Now, Bob, you mentioned about, um, you know, the conventions taking away from potential creative time. Mm-hmm. But once you put in that creative time, you have your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about conventions or appearances at conventions as a way of promoting that book? Is it is it valuable or uh, is it just too much going on at a convention for anybody to really push their book? That's one of the hardest things to say because, of course, hand-selling your book is the best thing you can do. You mean, you're face-to-face with a possible fan. You're, you're showing them your work. But, you know, right now, with, with the development of social medias, the Internet, building previews online, you can reach so many more people with less effort. You know, I personally... I love doing shows. I I know so many people at these shows, though. 
that, you know, it's more like, hey, what's going on? I'm seeing you a while, da, 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 you know, catching up on stuff. Is it helping as far as, uh, as an artist, as a creator or writer? Not for me right now. We'll see in about a year when we're ready to really crank up Skystorm Studios. I, I think they got to play a part of your promotions. Um, you definitely network if you're, you know, if you want to meet other creators. If you all, you know, a lot of creators go out there and they trade off cover work. Or they like each other's work, and, and there's tons of people that do that. And and it's a definitely it's a break from being in a studio by yourself, creating seven days a week. I, I think that's the biggest aspect for me is it's, it's a break from the day-to-day routine. Uh, but you got to be careful how many, there's so many conventions now. So you got to be careful how many of these you do that you don't just get one issue created and then it's eight months before you get another one done. You got to keep that work coming out. So I, I think you got to balance doing conventions and working your, your social medias and, and promotions that way. And then there's the cost. Yeah, <laughs> it does cost. Before we, uh, before we, you mentioned social media a couple of times, and I want to hit on that. But before we move on to that, what do you think are the biggest mistakes that people make at conventions? Like my particular pet peeve about uh, some creators at conventions is that they're there working the entire time but they never look up and engage the audience they never look up and acknowledge that a person is standing in front of their table or is walking by their table their head is just buried in their sketchbook well there again is that artist there to promote or is the artist there to earn an income if he's got a sketch list and he's trying to crank out as many sketches there at the show as he can then that's what he's there for He's not really there as a promotional tool for a project. He's there trying to create an income for that show to cover his expenses. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I, yeah. I see it on both sides. I see the newcomers out there who's got some, got some great talent doing sketches and drawings. They're cheap. A lot of people are buying them up, so he's trying to crank out as many as he can. Then you see the big-name pros sitting back there working. Basically, they've been given a seat when they're not doing their time up front in Marvel, DC, MH, or wherever they're at, you know? Right, So right. there again, it's in, it's an income thing. They're like, you know, well, well I, instead of just having downtime, going back to the room, hanging out, because they're only scheduled for so many hours a day, they can go back uh-huh. to their table, either do a sketch list or actual do production work. I've seen them, some of them with their laptops, they're coloring before, doing Marvel work right there. I'm usually thinking of people that are uh, actually promoting a book, like the people that are just there to do sketches. Yeah, I, I completely give them a pass on, on not looking at anyone. But I have seen a lot of creators that are trying to pimp their books, mm-hmm. but they still won't even, you know, just to look up and say hi or, you know, like give someone a head nod or give them eye contact. Maybe you scare them, John. Well, anything is possible. You know, I am a big, scary dude, but now, still. I think uh, our, us artists, we're sort of weird. Socializing probably isn't our strong point, or mm-hmm. we wouldn't be happy sitting in a studio by ourselves creating work. True. So I think you have a balance of people who, um, they're not comfortable yet doing shows. Right. You know, and, and I know some large names that are that way. You know, they never look and, up, and they just draw, yeah. draw, draw, or sign, or whatever, and they're just not comfortable um, doing that. Bill, I'm running with this. 
What do you think? Well, I think that's true. I mean, you have some of it's the person themselves, uh, how they interact with other people in general, just not at shows. And sometimes that's their refuge in a way. I mean, I know a lot of artists and a lot of creators are shy to start with. I mean, I'm halfway one of them, but uh, I'm not so quiet anymore, as you probably well know. Good. <laughs> Except on this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it really depends on the person. And sometimes it, if they are so engrossed in their work, whatever they're doing, that is a way to talk to somebody about, especially with sketch. Mm-hmm. You know, that would make a great tutorial or whatever. Or I've been a fan of their work or I, they're doing something that I've never, I've never seen or something that I haven't seen done that way. Mm-hmm. It, I think it really depends on the person. I don't. Yeah, there are some people who are all about themselves. I mean, they're out there. Those are egos, and and that's another aspect of it too. But you know, those people, I, I can't fault them for that either. You know, there there's just a big mix of people, and I think that if they don't have the time for you, then maybe they have something else on their mind. I mean, I, I tend to give people the benefit of doubt a lot of the times. So, and, and the good thing about it at a a convention is that just maybe a couple of feet next to those, th- that person is another person who is open to talk to you. Right. I mean, there are hundreds of people at a convention and you know, some of the bigger ones there are hundreds of artists or creators or writers or publishers or whatever. So, you know, if, if, if it's not doing it, doing it for you to talk to this person, move on. Right. Uh, you know, and you know, if, if somebody has a lonely convention because they've been doing their book the whole time, then, you know, that's on them, but that should never stop you from uh, experiencing the, the convention as a whole or put a damper on it, you know? Well, what are some of the other mistakes to you, that you think people, um, first-time people or um, maybe even people who have done it for a while, make at conventions? I think displaying, laying everything flat. Um, your the people at the cons... Truthfully, a lot of those don't want to be called over to a table or something, so they'll walk right down the center of the aisle looking both ways. And you need to have your stuff up, visible, where they can see art, very clear piece of art showing off your style, easy to see, your logo, you know, if you can afford a backdrop, um, just anything to grab them to show, this is my art. And, and, and a lot of times I will stop because I'll see a piece of art that I like and go, oh, that's interesting. You know, and check it out. I may do that more than most, but you got to have very attractive display. Whether it's a four foot of a table or a whole eight foot or a whole booth, it's going to be you know as attractive as possible and show your artwork because that's what they're there for. Biggest mistake there. Um, try to have some freebies is a cool thing to do with your art on it and with your website on it and any contact right. information you want to give. Um, you know, whether it's a postcard or, I mean, you can get full color postcards online cheap and, you know, something like that or a poster. I love collecting posters. So that's my biggie. So just have something that they leave with. Maybe not poster size, especially if you're just starting something small that, that I can throw into a day timer or a backpack or something and get home with me and then check it out. Not talking is, of course, is a bad thing. You're there to promote. If you're there to promote a book, you need to be talking to people um i know when bill was talking about that it's sort of funny i never really see writers looking down they seem to be the chatty ones at shows and i've noticed the smart artists who are quiet seems to have a spouse who is chatty 
Right. And that's that's a smart artist. So I agree with that. Yeah. Terry Moore's wife springs to mind. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Scott Story, Benita. Oh so, yeah, Benita, so, definitely. Don't mm-hmm. talk. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, conventions can type a lot of time, a lot of money, but you know. I guess there's good aspects to them. I just don't know how important they are. It must be pretty important considering how many shows we have right now. Well, yeah, especially even, now. You know, we just wrapped up San Diego, you know, Baltimore in the fall. Um, you have Megacon in the spring. You have Pittsburgh. Um, we now have a Cincinnati show in September. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many one, two, three day shows. It's like, that's what I mean. You got to be careful how many of these shows you do. Look at the show and say, can I possibly benefit from it? Get readers, meet people, or make an income. Right. Those are the most important thing. Unless you're going to show looking for creators, then then that's important too. If you're a writer or you're a penciler looking for a writer, you may go there looking for someone to uh, work with. But you got to really... Be careful how many of these shows. I mean, I'm next year. I'm looking to really get back out on the road with Blue Line, with Skystorm, with with Sketch, and uh, I'm just going down the list of shows, shaking my head like, man, I gotta really pick these out. Cause last spring I did a show in Pittsburgh, and it was a comic and toy show. I probably wouldn't tell you the name if I knew it, but it was horrible. We sat on an inside soccer field. That stank. It was me, my wife Katie, and Brian Polito sitting all around together with a whole bunch of toy dealers and a handful of other artists, uh, just shaking our heads. And they had a few uh, Star Wars, had two Star Wars actors. Actually, one was C, um, C3PO for one day. The guy who played him, I can't remember. Anthony. Mm-hmm. Anthony. And, Anthony uh, Daniels. Yes. And, uh, but well, it was horrible. I don't even think we paid for gas. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was all, you know, even though they had stuck comics in the name of the show, it was all a toy show. It was strictly toys, toys, toys. So, I mean, I got to meet some other type of dealers. I, I, I socialize wherever I go. So, right. But as far as going back next year, they sent me flyers. I was like, nah. Yeah. It's just, it's not feasible. Right. Looking forward to, I might be going up to New York. I haven't done New York. That's an interesting oh, wow. show. I'm not too sure if I'll set up the first time or just go and do a walkabout. And that's why we suggest a lot of artists who aren't too sure about a show to do is go to that show as a fan or as a creator and try to get a creator's pass but not really a booth or table and just walk around. Look at the show, look at the people in there, and see if they can benefit from it. So That's pretty good advice. And uh, let's go back to something you had uh, hit on before. And this would probably be a real good uh, one for Bill to take the lead on. You were mentioning that um, social media and uh, those type of Internet sites are really kind of revolutionizing the way that people are getting their work out. Uh, Just talk about that for a little bit. There are so many out there right now, Facebook, MySpace. I just read earlier that Google is looking into establishing their own social uh, network of some kind and using uh, one of the gaming companies Zynga uh, so that's that's going to be another one and websites with uh, uh, discussion groups and, and uh, message boards and forums and some 
companies have those, or a lot of companies now have those attached to their uh, website where they can have their fans actually, you know, write letters or ask questions, that kind of thing. It puts you in an accessible position to where people can ask you questions, say, uh, about Sketch or contributing to Sketch or about collaborating on uh, collaborating on a, a project or, uh, you know, it, just, I, it really just puts you out there, I mean, over the Internet, and that's uh, going back to, you know, meeting people at shows, you actually can put a voice and, and a face and a, you know, a personality to that other person. But uh, it's a way to connect, and it's a way to get your stuff out there and display your stuff on some things, and then you can use the media to uh, focus people's attention on maybe your inking or your writing or some project that you're doing for either yourself or some company. Uh, it it's a strategy that you can use and you have to, I mean, some people will say, well, you're, you're everywhere and, or they're everywhere. And that's true. But there's so many places that nobody is on just one place. One's one, uh, media site. Maybe you get several from different places all over the internet, but you lump those together and it's the power of numbers. All those people can generate more people. It just really depends. I mean, you know, it's, just like conventions, you know, picking and choosing and devoting your time to what is uh, fulfilling in whether it's financially or artistically, creatively, um, you know, friend-wise, whatever. And what, which sites do you consider to be the more popular sites? I mean, we are trying to pass information on to those who are listening. So mm-hmm. what, what do you see in your experience? And well, I, say, mm-hmm. I would say uh, at, at one point MySpace was a lot more uh, of a um, – you, you heard that more. Now you hear Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, did you hear Facebook. Dark Horse pulled out of MySpace? Because no. MySpace is focusing on music now. So actually, uh, I think Dark Horse had something called, uh, I don't know. I think it was their anthology going on there. Now they moved. Yeah, yeah they had. Yeah. Yeah. They moved. I know I hadn't heard that, but. Um, yep. I mean, at one point, Randy Stradley said they probably would not be posting things on Facebook because of the usage clause and that kind of thing. But, right. you know, I'm looking at Randy's, um, but, okay, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Just let him know. No, I, MySpace, I think no, is sort of going towards the music end, but you use any, everything. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going for, they're all, they're devoting a lot to music. And, uh, I think comedy acts are big on MySpace too, probably still. So what other sites do you think? Well, artistically you have DeviantArt. Where a lot of people post their stuff, post their uh, uh, artwork, and that's uh, from all over the world. Uh, comic related, that forum has, mm. you know, people that we know and people that we've met at shows. It has a comic related forum contains our old, our uh, sketch magazine forum. That's actually is our uh, sketch, mm-hmm. right? So now it's, I mean, it's been merged there, and we have those people, and we met several of them at Chicago a couple of years ago and they're great people. And now we've put a face, um, and a name and, you know, yeah, I met, I met so many people that we knew from the, the boards that it's like, well, who are you? Mm-hmm. Which one are you? And, you know, cause it, some of them go by screen names. Right. You know, I, I just go by my name mm-hmm. easily enough. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to try to get clever and come up with something unless that, you know, I don't have any reason to be anonymous on that. Right. So, just putting yourself out there with um, projects and things on 
you know, there, I know that there are some studios that have their own message boards too, but you can link yourself to, you know, in your signature, you can have your website, for example, and sort of, if people like your work, they can go to, you know, something in your signature. Like I, I used to tell you, mm-hmm. always put our website in there right. because people will click on it. Right. Because you, know, you created an impression no matter what you do. Somehow, some way, you created an impression and, you know, thousands, you never know who sees it. Right. And, you know, you may, because I've met a lot of people, you know, through the internet, those people have contributed to Sketch and are interested in contributing to Sketch and, and collaborating and getting my opinion on things. I think I think all those media sites are valuable tools, right. you know, in addition to the, the forums and the bulletin boards and, um, you know, the showcase sites mm-hmm. sort of thing where you show off your artwork and uh, what you, some people show off the writing. So DeviantArt, MySpace is what you were talking about, basically, for showing off. What about promotions, what do you think? I mean, I use Facebook because it's such a wide variety of people using it. Um, and then Twitter because it seems to be like a ongoing conversation. Of course, you're limited in how much you can post there. But still, there's. I think, to me, those two, along with, you know, business-wise, LinkedIn and, and Plexel and a few of them. But Facebook and Twitter is where I really try to announce anything. I mean, with this podcast... It went live. Our first one went live. You hit your social medias, right? Mm-hmm. I followed the next day, and within just just that, we had delivered something. You know, 50, 60, 70. It hit the front page of CR. You know, we've delivered over a hundred copies, and that's all the promotions we've done. I'm going to do more promotions once this one hits and everything. But it's it's just using those social medias, be, befriending people, and you know. Be careful how you work them. I think they can benefit. I don't use DeviantArt. I don't know why. It frustrates me. Um, I know tons and tons and tons of artists absolutely love it. And I love... Maybe it, maybe it doesn't frustrate me as much as it distracts me. And I think that's another big thing, John. There is too much to look at. Yes. On DeviantArt. DeviantArt is too distractible because there's too many great artists out there. <laughs> and Facebook... Oh my gosh! I got into Farmville and this and that, and I finally <laughs> shut everything down. And I said, you know what? I'd rather be drawing, writing, than playing these games. This is ridiculous. So my crops are dead, and who knows? What's yeah, happening. I haven't been there for Mine too. months and months. But there's too many distractions. A lot of people need that. I guess those who don't create or write or whatever, you know, I know right. people play all the games, and that's cool. But for me, it was a huge distraction. So, but I just now, I post. I've had a good, a couple good conversations on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. I try to let people know what I'm working on, or and uh, the response has been good. So, yeah, there's a good thing the social media is, but you gotta be careful how much time you invest. Right. Bill touched on something briefly that I wanted to hit on. Um, how important do you think that not just on social media, but otherwise, how important do you think an online presence is to the career of an artist? If you have those people that go, I'm just an artist. I don't know anything about computers. Uh, you know, I, I just draw my book and that's what I do. 
How important do you think it is for an artist today to have an internet presence? Not just on the social medias, but on, say, their own website or on a group website or a news website like Comic Related or something like that. Um, you occasionally will still come across people who say, I'm just an artist. I don't bother with computers. Um, you know, I, I draw my book. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Is it important for them to get out there on the internet still promote their talent other ways? Or how does that work? I think it's very important. It, it, the, for the minimal amount of cost that there's invested into it, um, anybody can access it. Anybody from anywhere has a, a connection. Um, there's so so many easy. We're gonna have to talk about this on another podcast because you get me talking about yeah. websites and marketing <laughs> and using WordPress and using Comic Press. I mean that's that's a whole different beast there. But yeah, yeah, in general, in general, it's gotten simpler. But yet, it can still be very intimidating for creators who don't do it. So it's very important to do it, even if you do it at a minimal, just just to get your name out there and get your artwork out there. I guess maybe DeviantArt has sort of stepped in and replaced those who absolutely do not have any web skills or knows anybody. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, um, I mean, it takes some getting used to, and just I mean, other sites are have upload. Mm-hmm things too that may be unique to them but i mean really a lot of those places give you a uh, especially if you have your own website or links to your say your ebay store mm-hmm. you know some guys have some artists that have their um, stuff on you know online markets like ebay and uh, maybe a couple of others uh, comic art fans i think and uh, having an online presence when you are not at a convention gives you a way to uh, not only talk to your fans or people who are interested in your work or your books or whatever, uh, it also gives them a place to buy your stuff, to invest in you, not only as uh, a person, but into your work. And I think that's, that is also part of it, is, is investing into a personality. Um, but, and again, you have to be careful because some people, uh, there are uh, fanatics. Mm-hmm. The longer word term of uh, fan, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, the bigger the bigger names get that. We, I haven't had any, but you haven't had any stalkers no, yet. No, no stalkers. No stalkers. But, All right. Uh, we'll see what we can do after a few more of these. That's right. Okay, let's not. <laughs> but somebody like John Byrne, right? I, right. You know, I know he's he quit doing um, some conventions because he didn't follow around, and people feel some people feel as though. Uh, if they come to a convention that that you are owing them, that, you know that that they are owed time by you because they have invested, and I guess that, that for some people that crosses the line. But uh, online stuff can be, you know, what you make of it. Whether it's uh, uh, simply a business arrangement, you know, here's my stuff, buy it. Really, you have to balance it out. I mean, it, it, right. some of it has to do with your your own personality and your own goals as far as a creator as a publisher as a marketing person because if you're an artist you do have to market yourself a little bit mm. you have to show your portfolio you have to show your what you can do uh, even if you're at the top of your game people still look at your stuff and think you know what I'd, I'd love to see John Byrne do this book or, or you know and mm-hmm. they'll call him you know that kind of thing so 
all the way up the ladder, right? You know, it has an influence. So well, I think no matter how big you are, you got to be a, a a marketing person because you never know where that next job's coming from. You know, you're always a freelancer. Even if you work in Marvel and DC, and you could wrap up with one editor, and you could be sitting there without any work if you're not out there constantly sending out emails. Or show, you know, just sending out. Here's my latest stuff I've done. So yeah, I think it's important. You've got to market yourself. And there again, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. Um, back on social media, does anybody even know if Comic Space is still around? It, it is. It is, but um, it's got a negative. Or last time I went there, uh-huh. uh, it had a potentially harmful website tag on it. Really? Yeah, and uh, there was some. Uh, Someone else uh, that I do a podcast with uh-huh. went deeper into it, and apparently they're going to retool it, or at least that's what he had read wow. when he looked at it. But when he went, uh, this came up on a different show, uh-huh. and we went to it, and it brought up one of those Google don't go here wow. sort of thing. Really? So, yeah, so I don't know if that's still true, right? Because uh, I, I haven't been back to my comic space site in years but me neither that's why i was asking a couple years ago yeah. it was the place to be uh, right well, uh-huh. yeah even a couple of years ago i was sitting with francesco and he he said doesn't it seem that comic space is getting a little dusty yeah. and that's after the big you know big explosion because it for a while there it was rocking right and um then it sort of cooled off but i think you know just attention went in other directions and well, um, I know they combined it with several sites because we were advertising on their site and doing pretty well with it. And then they either bought out or was bought out, and they were interconnecting everything within like three different comic type sites and websites, and it got real funky. And I think it sort of got put on the back burner somehow. It was like right. like like Francisco's. It's got dusty. It just wasn't a whole lot being updated and added to it. And their ad rates went astronomical. I was like, eh, that's okay. We'll pass, guys. But, yeah, and since then, I haven't even been back. I mean, I've got one there personally, and I haven't checked it in years. I just, you know, but that that concept was quite, like, I think DeviantArt, though, offers more variety of art, from photographers to painters to illustrators to digital illustrators to, you know, old-school illustrators. So I think, to me, I think a lot of us artists, enjoy seeing other people's stuff like that not so much what we're drawing which is comics so it may be more fun that DeviantArt came around and probably stole the thunder out from underneath the comic space that's just maybe not I apologize sure. to anybody out there who loves comic space and uh, you know hey send us an email at podcast at sketchmagazine.net and tell us what you think yeah I think yes. probably DeviantArt and Facebook killed it I think so yeah when Facebook did their big push you know um because Facebook, just a couple of years ago, wasn't that big a deal, and now you know it's pretty much surpassed MySpace. So I, th- I think it finally killed it. Um, and I will preface one thing Bill said a few minutes ago. Um, I've seen a couple of artists on Twitter who have uh, these eBay accounts. Mm-hmm. Sadly, they tweet about fifty. <laughs> pieces of their right. art at once and i really think that turns people off yeah um right i think you that's know, part of you that have to be careful yes yeah. right and it's usually new or you know not it not necessarily big name artists it's usually the uh 
you know, the mid-level or lower-level artists. So it's just something for people to think about. You know, it's great that you're hawking your stuff on eBay and everything and, you know, hope the best for you, but we don't need to know about your entire library in one day's worth of tweets. Right. You know, it, it's a little crazy. And I think that about wraps us up, guys, except Bob started to do something that I think is really important. I think you guys should go ahead and pimp all the websites all right, right now since we're talking about websites. So go ahead and pimp all the websites uh, you're connected with or just any website you want to talk about. Okay. Well, uh, check out bluelinepro.com for art supplies and art papers. Of course, been there for 20 years. Sketchmagazine.net is live, working. Uh, we have a podcast page there. We're going to be doing updates, press releases, reviews. It's, it's We're going to start rolling out a lot of cool stuff over at sketchmagazine.net. And to keep sketch stuff going, um, the sketchboards are over at comicrelated.com. You know, jump in, join, talk, chat. We have an art contest going on. Email us questions for this podcast at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. And we'll get them on air. Bill? If you follow Comics Mentor, um, most of the things I pub, uh, you know, I talk about or something that's coming up, uh, I usually start there and then um, maybe Twitter something. And then that ties into other, you know, my Twitter feed goes to other places. So I think that's important too. But uh, you know, Comics Mentor for me is the, the place to find out about stuff that I'm doing, you know, including this podcast or including, you know, the things – uh, the creators that I come across and all that. So, and NCR uh, comic related forum. I just posted there earlier um, cool. and looked at people's re- you know reactions to the first podcast. So that's awesome. And let me also mention on comic related, uh, our online uh, blog that gets new content every day. And a recent addition is that there is a reply area. So if anybody, uh, if anybody likes, doesn't like, whatever, or wants to see something more, uh, wants to see something less, whatever you have, let us know. Uh, we read the replies. Uh, can't always guarantee we'll get right back to you, but we do read the replies. And um, let us know what you think of it. That's all over on comicrelated.com. Just go to the front page, click on the sketch link at the top or the individual sketch stories on the page itself, and it'll take you right to it. And I think that does it for us once again. Uh, This has been John, Bob, and Bill for Sketch Magazine, and thanks, everyone, and good night.